Hello, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Vazil. This is a show where we get to talk about sports, we get to talk about business, we get to talk about everything in between, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, you know exactly what to do. YouTube, you're going to like, you're going to subscribe. Spotify, we get a five-star review. Got that video, Spotify, not that bad, not that bad. And on Apple, of course, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe five-star review there as well we appreciate all of it more importantly today my incredible guest i have tyler gallagher he's the ceo of team 33 tyler how's it going man it's going great man going great i hope it's gonna be better we're gonna be here for another 30 minutes i'd say maybe a little longer we're gonna have a great conversation everyone listening is gonna have their minds blown by the ceo (laughs) of an esports team man we're gonna have an absolute blast but the first question tyler i have for everybody that has been on. I think you're the 306th, 307th episode of For the Love of Sports is. Tyler, why do you love sports so much? That's, uh, I'll tell you, the esports, I have uh, just a fondness for. And the reason is uh, when I was 19 years old, um, I got, uh, I had a panic attack. I did not know what it was at that time. Uh, it was very scary. Uh, you don't read about it in school. They don't tell you about it on the television. Um, and uh, it was just it was just frightening when it happened. And I remember waiting for my diagnosis. I went to my doctor. I went, you know, did everything that I could do in my power. But while I was waiting for my results, the panic attacks were just coming on stronger and stronger because I was inducing them essentially because I was panicked, like I was freaked out. It was to a point where um, I was fully clothed. Um, and I would tell my roommate, hey, I'm going to be going to bed, but I'm fully clothed, shoes and all. And I'm like, can you just check on me every few hours? And uh, if something's wrong, just call the ambulance. Um, so, so what I did discover is that uh, I could not leave my house. I was so frightened. It just it turned into something very scary. And what helped me through my panic attacks that were coming on was gaming. Uh, I was actually playing Tony Hawk on the PlayStation at that time. The and Sorry, the second, the second one, the second nice one. But I also nice. played the first. But uh, this was, this was advanced enough to be able to play the second. <laughs> and so um, I would just focus. I, I, I realized like just playing the game, it would slow down. So finally, um, I got my diagnosis from my doctor, and he's like, Tyler, you have a panic disorder. Uh, it's pretty normal. People have it. And I'm like, I um, can I die from it? And he's like, No, no one's ever died from a panic attack. I'm like, Okay. All right, uh, and then he gave me uh, Paxil at the time. And I remember taking Paxil all excited. This was going to, like, go away. And, and what, what happened was it just made me like a zombie, and I was more tired than I'd ever been in my life. So I remember I had to go back and talk to my doctor, check up on me, see how things are going. And uh, I just asked him again. I'm like, so this is, like, all in my head, right? He's like, yeah, this is just it happens. Like, it's uh, yeah, it's all in your head. It will... It will go by and, you know, this will help you get by. And I'm like, if I stop taking this, are uh, there any issues there? And, you know, of course, it's a doctor. Yeah, you got you, you to gotta get on to it. And, and I'm like, okay, okay. And I cold turkey right, right from there. And um, what I did is I picked up one of the little Nintendo. Um, it wasn't a DS. It was before that. It was a little tiny square. There we go, the SP. Yeah. How how'd that escape me? Um, and I just used to play it all the time. It, had, it was like my wallet. <laughs> if I was on the bus, panic attack, playing the game. Didn't matter where I was, I'd play a game. Uh, I'd go to the bathroom, play a game. It did not matter. I was whipping that out, handling my panic attack. So with that, I fell absolutely in love with gaming. It became like my best buddy. 
helped me get through a lot, a lot of things, bad day gaming, you know, and so as I progressed in my gaming world, uh, I got hooked on a game called Warcraft 3, and Warcraft 3 is a phenomenal game if no one's ever played it, it's where all the greats come from, a lot of people don't know Dota came from uh, the creative mode that they modded up in Warcraft 3, but um, I remember at the time, uh, you could watch replays of pros, and there were these guys, they were just murdering Warcraft 3. It was uh, called the, the esports team is called 4K. And Grubby and Fob and Todd and Moon, I mean, these guys are just annihilating Warcraft 3. And uh, it was like a dream for kids to be in like 4K. But SK Gaming, all these game, these, these esports uh, you know, teams were emerging. This was the first I'd ever seen of it. And it just, it just was like, it gave you something to strive for, even though you knew you weren't going to be on 4K. I used to watch Fob, all his replays, because I played Undead, and I would just watch Fob's replays, learn, like, you know, how to rush people with the skeletons and uh, the ghoul rush, and, uh, you know, learn little tactics, see how, like, actual tournaments are played. And that's really when I fell in love with esports. I always, I actually thought I was going to be a professional gamer until I understand, understood how good everybody is. Uh, you can't just watch a pro copy his strategy. That pro actually comes up with their own strategies and their geniuses. So that's the long-windedness of, of my journey into gaming. No, and I appreciate that story, man. And it's, I mean, I've never gotten that answer before, right? And how, how gaming has, I mean, you know, helped, helped through panic attacks. But it is, it's very, not mind-numbing, but it's very easy. And it's very, you can be comfortable, right? And sometimes you need exactly that, right? On the SP, you kind of just... Play a little Final Fantasy Tactics, maybe a little Pokemon Fire Red. Those were my two games yep. back in the day, and like you knew what you were doing. And right, Pokemon, I play it. Like Harvest Moon was pretty, pretty calming. Okay, that was making your making your farm. That, yes, yes, that very was much awesome. enjoyed that. I was addicted. Right, a hundred percent. It was always so funny, right? Like I live, uh, my parents live on like a hay farm, and next door to us is like a bunch of animals and it was always funny my mom's like why are you inside playing this game like you could just go pet the animals like mom it's not the same like it's totally yeah <laughs> uh, but it's just funny and yes that particular particular game is very calming but it's, it's really interesting to see how you were able to utilize something like that at, at a time in your life as you said at 19 like where, where you're really struggling with something but you were able to kind of not medicate yourself in a way right like i like i'm not a doctor but everything i've ever heard about those drugs sounds awful and it sounds awful. like it might be worse than the actual like the actual diagnosed illness obviously i'm not one to say because i don't have anything like that thankfully and gratefully but it always just is like when i hear what some people like you can see it in like a friend or a family member or someone and you're just like man like are you okay they're like yeah it's like oh you, you don't sound okay and it's, yeah. it's it's interesting and like how long did it take you i guess to get over just i mean Would, maybe never get over them but like how long well, did it take you to kind of yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's crazy. Uh, so it was pretty quickly. So the best way to explain it, because there's something interesting when you conquer something, like let's say you have a broken egg or whatever. Once it's solved or it's fixed, you forgot you even had it. Mm -hmm. So, so um, what I can the best the the best vivid imagination that I have is uh, of 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 what it, what the experience was like for six months. I felt like I was in a dream. Like I didn't feel what was around me was real. I did a lot of research and stuff. It's uh, also known as disassociation. Um, so I basically was, I felt like the best way to explain it is like, 
before this happened, my panic attack at 19 that just shook me, took me out of my body, um, I, I could be in a multi-million dollar house and I could actually, I call it smell the flowers of life. Like I could be like, wow, this is a beautiful home and feel that like presence and that energy and like, you know, but for this six months, I could be in the nicest place. I could be with the coolest person and I, di I don't feel a thing. Like I just, I don't feel those regular feelings of connecting to life um, that I, I did before my panic attack. So that's kind of what it was. I was in a dreamlike state for six months. It was wild. That sounds both terrible, terrifying, interesting all at the same time. But thankfully, you've been able to, to kind of get out of it. And, and, you know, again, shout out to video games, man. Like how, <laughs> like, right, you know, your parents probably always yelled at you when you were a kid. I know mine did. You play too many video games, go outside, go touch grass, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but obviously, it helped you in an immense way, which I think is uh, just absolutely fantastic. And right, like I, I'm sure you know, I don't, I don't want to downgrade your story, but I'm sure you're not the first person, right? I'm sure. Oh, I'm not. Have, you know, and I'm sure you've met some of them, right? And you know people that have u utilized this tactic to make themselves feel better in some way, shape, or form, right? If we well, make it that broad, that's even easier. Well, it gets even deeper than that. I mean, you're talking. There's people that have a social problems at school or they don't have friends or they're homeschooled or there's people that get bullied. There's people that don't think they're good enough. I mean, this is an outlet that's been used since like Atari uh, has come out for those that have those things that they're facing, that, a place to go and be accepted. Whether they're beating a game, whether they're playing their friends and beating a game or whether they're learning how to like figure out the puzzles in the game like Zelda 2 was unbelievable and you had to figure out all the all all like the, the the secrets in the journey on how to like finish the game like it just was there um hard times for me too not just panic attacks but if i'm having a bad day i pull out my favorite game and i'm in the greatest mood i'm having a great day oh my god go play my favorite game and it's like the greatest day of my life like it just goes in and, 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 and I'm not just talking to me, I'm talking so many. And I mean, you come into today's day and age, we're talking money's being raised for charities like we've never seen before with gaming. Um, you're seeing young kids, you know, in the Fortnite scene. Everyone knows the story of Booger. Uh, you know, he wins World Cup, you know, mil, you know, $3 million. Um, I mean, these are big moments. These are big moments brought to you by gaming. I mean, gaming has changed lives. Gaming has changed how we look at the world. Gaming has changed how we approach the world. Gaming is just a phenomenal, uh, it's just a great outlet that doesn't have, I personally feel, and I'm probably biased, but it doesn't have side effects that drugs would have or something would have. Prescription drugs or real drugs. Like there's just no, it, it's just, it keeps your mind sharp. It keeps you entertained. And if you want to pass some time, you can pass some time. It's like a, a luxury in a sense. I, I would agree with almost every single thing you said there. There are a couple negatives occasionally, right? We, have you ever been in a, a Modern Warfare 2 uh, lobby? I'm just going <laughs> to leave it at that for anyone out there who's played Modern Warfare or Modern Warfare 2. Fortnite 2, believe me, Fortnite as well. I, I have not played, don't plan on playing it anytime soon, unfortunately. But, yeah, th that was that was my heyday. And, yeah, those there, there were some, some very mean people. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but, no, I, I agree, man. I think it, it does – it helps – more than it hurts and i think that's a very easy way to say i completely agree with you there's way more positives there's way more opportunity a male and female right like that's one of the cool things too like if it doesn't really matter your gender or anything like if you're good you're good and that's all people care about which i always think is really cool too and i'm really interested though like how 
like there's a lot of people that play video games and there's a lot of people that use video games as outlets and there's a lot of people that you know are are constantly gaming and, and trying and practicing and doing everything they can as you said your your plans or your your hope your wants were to be a professional gamer at what point does that unfortunately come to an end when do you come to terms with that and when do you realize that there's this whole other aspect of gaming which is the business side where you can venture out into and, and potentially affect the gaming world significantly more than you could have if you were, you know, one of the professionals. So, uh, so you're, you're, you're speaking very uh, to, to, to my heart. So uh, you can't help but be in gaming and see the evolution of it. If you're a true gamer, you're truly in love with gaming, you can't help but see the, the evolution of it. Um, Twitch was my TV for the longest time. And it was just so exciting to finally see these pros um, you know, live with, with camera, like this stuff hasn't happened, like just breaking these new boundaries and you want to be a part of it, whether you're streaming yourself or whether you, you, you're assembling streamers, um, you want to be a pro gamer yourself or you're assembling pro gamers. Like you can't help if you're a real fan of the gaming industry and have been a gamer your whole life. I got like pulled into world of Warcraft, uh, still a huge fan of world of Warcraft, still play it to this day. You can't help but see the evolution of, of, of eSports in general and what it's done and the wonderful things it's done. You see the story of Ninja from Fortnite, obviously. You see the story of Tifu, um, but so many others. Summit G, I mean, the list doesn't end on, on what the gaming world has, has evolved into. And then you can't help but also see how widely accepted it's becoming like it's becoming massive uh along my journey uh i had the great fortune i believe it was 2016 i saw faker playing uh, at Le league of legends in the staples center and that thing was sold out mm -hmm. and i never felt an energy like i felt before and like you'd go to watch your favorite basketball team on one side it's like faker and his crew and on the other side his opponent and it was like I was just like, wow. And as everyone knows, Dota is where League of Legends came from. Um, well, the Dota people and Blizzard were all fighting in court, and, and Dota 2 is finally released. They do that but, a lot, huh? Blizzard, I feel like they're always in lawsuits now. I will tell you this, though. Because <laughs> you can't be big and not have yeah. people taking shots at you. I'm going to say this, and, 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 and maybe it's because I'm a Blizzard fan. They're absolute geniuses in what they've created. You can never take Warcraft 3 away from them and the genius of Warcraft 3. You just can't. And what has come from Warcraft 3, what I would say is it's an absolute shame that, that Blizzard wasn't able to see what was coming from these beautiful things they were creating because they could have been League of Legends. They could have been so many massive games. I mean, they're all, I mean, I'm not like I'm crying for them or playing you know, the world's smallest violin. I'm just saying that they're absolute geniuses. And if you have a real respect for esports, you'll have a real respect for Blizzard. Like, real respect. Absolutely. What they've done with the world of Warcraft, and they, they're, like, creating an economy. Are people making money, making money in the game. You know, you can actually sell real gold in real life that you make in World of Warcraft in real life. Creating economies, teaching you how to use an auction house where you can use that in actual real life, like that, the economics. Like, it, Blizzard is an absolute genius when it comes to gaming. You look at Hearthstone. I mean, these guys just are absolute geniuses. And, of course, they're going to get shots taken at them. But I'm, I'm happy about their recent, uh, recent acquisition from Microsoft. And I, I'm just floored to see what happens now that they got 
like nothing stopping him before nothing was stopping him but now but no one should ever forget that dota uh two league of legends all because of warcraft mm -hmm. or, uh, uh, yeah warcraft 3. And I didn't blizzard but that was always interesting i see a lot of a lot of articles um but no and, and i apologize go back to uh you're in the staple center watching faker and his crew and you just have <laughs> i mean i've never been to an event i've always wanted to go it's unbelievable kind of shut a lot of that stuff down but hopefully it's coming back or coming back with force soon the the thing that's so different from watching a basketball team which i was very intimate with watching the clippers lakers uh great games there's nothing like esports you can't even explain it there's no rivalries there's no one fighting each other afterwards there's none of that there's sheer love for both sides and it, and it emanates it's like when the other side's winning, the other side's just as happy. Like, it's like, it's a really unbelievable community, both sides. You know, you're not seeing fights, you're seeing them nerd out and commenting on each other's costumes. And like, it's just unbelievably just, uh, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's a very evolved sport, believe it or not. And the genius behind being great at a game is, unbelievable that goes way above my head yeah i've never been very good at video games uh, outside of the ones that you know like pokemon right like that's easy to be good at though right so i'm curious from from your perspective why do you think that is what is it about esports what is it about gaming that leads to this this type of like loving community on both sides right i come from a nfl mlb you know traditional sport let's call it background where rivalries are rivalries like i hate philadelphia <laughs> every aspect of it because i'm a that i hate the eagles that much and I will say that to the end of my in the end of my days, but it doesn't sound like that's the same here. Well, to say that there's no rivalries, I'm sure there is, but they're not angry rivalries. There's not, you know, it's it's not like what you would see in the fans of sports. But there's a passion. There's a passion, and what I feel the passion is there, and why there's such a respect is because gaming is a skill, and whatever side it's being used on, you gotta admire that skill and that technique that they're using. Um, whether they're, you know, quick with their macros and quick with their buttons and quick with their builds and, you know, but, but you got to admire the strategy and how they approach a game what, from each side. And I'll tell you, I've been fans of 4K and I'm watching SK and I'm like, holy, I hope SK wins this, even though I love 4K, we're talking Warcraft three days. And, uh, and, and you just, you just can't help but just be immersed. And, and just be like, wow, I got to like try that tactic or that was really smart. And I don't know, it's, uh, I, I see it in sports for sure, but um, this is just my opinion. So I'm, yeah. I'm one man with opinion here, so I could be very wrong. No, far from it. And this is your show, man. That's why I just get to ask you a bunch of questions. I'm very grateful for it. And I can clear, clearly tell you're very passionate. And one of my favorite things is talking to passionate people about the subjects that they're most passionate about. Uh, so it's very clear uh, that you're coming from a place of love and a place of passion. And that's that's all I'm looking for on the show, man. I'm here to have a good time. I want to give you a little publicity. That's the easiest thing I can do. That's not a problem. So I, I am, you know, I want to kind of go back to, I know I, I ask questions. I ask like two or three questions at a time because I'm so excited to hear all the answers. And obviously you can't answer all the questions because I asked you too many. So it makes life a little difficult. But where was it for you when you realized again, like, hey, okay, I'm not going to be able to be an esports professional in some capacity, but I can affect the game at the absolute highest level. So again, you're the CEO of Team 33, which is an eSports team. Uh, you guys have content creators, you got a sweet ass house. Uh, you have obviously, you know, teams of Fortnite in, in multiple different locations doing a couple different things. Where where did the idea for you and, and where is the skill set for you coming from to say, yeah, I think I can run an eSports organization. I can run a powerhouse in, in the eSports world. 
Yeah, for sure. So as uh, so in 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 the you know as as, as they would say in IRL. Um, I, I've been very fortunate uh, in, in how I've done, uh, you know, success-wise. So I, I reached kind of a, a level of success for myself where uh, I was able to, you know, pursue things that I'm truly passionate about. Um, where I became successful, uh, as you said, you know, like uh, in, in investments, uh, precious metals industry, uh, which evolved into crypto uh, industry as well. Uh, I, I, I was always passionate about that, and I didn't I didn't feel like I was going to find something that I could be more passionate about until gaming. When I got to a place with my business where it's running itself, I didn't have to be present every day like I had to in the very beginning 10 years ago, uh, and, and I was starting to have that free time. I found myself always online. I was, again, Hearthstone. That was 2019 for me. I had to be playing that about 12 hours a day. I don't even know how I played so long, but I loved it. I loved every second, uh, as embarrassing as it is to say that I spent 2019 playing Hearthstone. It's a real reality, but it brought so much joy to me, and it helped me figure out things uh, through, through, through my journey. Um, but it didn't stop with Hearthstone. Then I found Grand Theft Auto RP. And if anyone knows Grand Theft Auto, I mean, they shook gaming, as we know it. Rockstar delivered a game that no one's ever seen. We thought Mario 64 was pretty impressive, which it was. There's just no question. That was another game changer. But when Grand Theft Auto took a 2D uh, race, racy game and they brought it to the 3D world like no one's ever seen, created this open concept world, it was like there was no question seeing Soda Pop and all these... Yeah, streamers of mine, uh, it just everybody and this thing evolving, I'm like, I got, I got to be in this. And what was the trigger? The trigger was um, this just, just one day knowing that I could do it, looking and, and seeing around me uh, that one, I know gaming, one, I understand it, and I have a true passion for it. And I just pulled the trigger one day. One day I just was like, I'm ready. Let's do this. And, uh, and, and I pulled the trigger. And uh went through the, 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 the typical steps of starting an LLC. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's, like, there's, there's things that lead to the path that got me there, but I, I don't ever want to mention names, but I'll, I'll try to keep it as generic as possible. Um, uh, I've done very, very well um, in, the, in the music industry, uh, renting out studio space in, in nice uh, houses. That's the one that you're talking about where you see all these celebrities. Uh, running one of the most successful uh, LA studios uh, in recent times, uh, music studios, and and I just I noticed that all these guys were gaming, like all these massive artists were always gaming, like it was just it was just crazy, and I'll never forget uh, Ty Dollar Sign, really really awesome guy, and I, I asked him if he plays Fortnite, and he's like, yeah, my daughter does, and I do, and we got to play with them one night like a crew, and I was just like I just fell in love, I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm pulling the trigger. That's it. And so I pulled it. It was uh, it was November of uh, 20, uh, 2020. I got the LLC together, got a website going, got a logo going. And I'm like, I'm just going to do this. And that's what I did. I the the team 33 was was born. I, that is an awesome story, and I'm ex very excited to ask you a bunch of follow up questions. But the one thing I want to say to that is, it was um, it was uh, Ninja playing with. Drake and someone else, right? Like that's when yep. I remember. That's when I remember the internet just absolutely glowing up. 
Yep. Did you, were you on Ninja's stream last night when he was playing with Drake? And I can't remember. I apologize. I can't remember who the other person was. But it was – I remember that being as, like, an inflection point. Again, me coming from the outside of the industry, right? You've kind of been a little bit deeper into it. But me just being Joe Public here, when yeah. I remember that occurrence. And I remember when that happened and how monumental it was at the time. It is really interesting to see, though, how you've been able to kind of – you know create that on your own a little bit and be able to kind of see that and feel that and do that on your own outside of you know a, a gigantic moment like that yeah yeah and that's also like that that's why i love gaming so much is that it, it it allows for that big of a moment for the gaming industry for the nerds like that that like ninja story is just an absolute incredible story and it shows it is just touching on what is possible in the gaming world. You know, one of the greatest stories about Ninja that I love is you see him on Ellen DeGeneres, which you know if you're on Ellen DeGeneres, you're doing something. You're somebody. You definitely went viral. You went viral. And so um, Ellen, he just, you know, told her, hey, look, I'm going to raise uh, money for your favorite charity. How much and what is it? And it was like 50000 she wanted for her favorite charity. Kid did it in 30 minutes. I mean, that to me is the world that I want to live in. That to me is the beautiful world that is coming to existence, where kids, doesn't matter, their age doesn't matter, they can go and have the power to raise $50,000 in 30 minutes for a charity. That's real. That's something I want to get behind, and I'm, I'm so passionate, and I won't stop till I, I get to be a big part of that. I can't wait till I get to be like, yeah, and I found this, this, this young guy, and now he's a star, and this guy just raised millions of dollars for this incredible cause. Like, that's the world that excites me, because when you get to a point as a businessman like myself, you, you, you have all these wonderful things in your life. You really, truly, at your core, I, I, like, you look at all the success. We, we want to give back. We want to figure out how do we use what we've been so blessed by in life to, to multiply and give back. And that's, uh, that's, why, that's where my passion comes is because I don't feel like a, 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 there, there's a better place for me to spend my energy, my time, and my efforts uh, where I will get a, a lot back in the sense of being able to affect lives positively uh, than the esports world. That's incredible, man. I absolutely love, love that answer. And I think it's, it's important for people to understand, right? There is, there is a massive potential and it's only growing it's only getting bigger and more things will continue to happen and it's cool that you've hitched your wagon to that and not only hitched your wagon to it right you've, you've attached the the boosters onto it right and you're pressing the pedal as far down as you possibly can go because you have that opportunity as you said you're very very fortunate um you worked extremely hard it sounds like with your past business which sounds like i'm sure is still your current business as well it's just this is where you're kind of paying attention a little bit more putting a little bit more time and effort because the passion is there it's very clear that the passion is there which i think is really interesting and very important and so with that, like how – you said you started an LLC, right? Okay. Then what happened? Like what do, you, what do you do after that? How do you just kind of like, hey, I'm starting a team, guys. Like who wants to be on my team? Like, like what exa – how exactly does – I've never heard like the startup story of, like, you know, an esports team like this. Of course. So the way that I am in life, and, it, it, and, I, and I'm really grateful that I, I have the experience under my belt of starting a company from scratch – 
my company, uh, Regal Assets, I started with $5,000. Uh, I'm actually a high school dropout, so I, I, you know, very low education. And just a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication. I turned 5000 into uh, over a billion in uh, successful sales transactions and offices all over the world. Um, with that, I know what it, it's like to build, and you just got to take the first step and you got to jump in. Don't care what it is, just when you land in the water and you start trying to figure out how to swim, you know, the first part is breathe. <laughs> you can breathe and you're fine and you can understand you're not going to drown. And then just you start taking it on and you really have to humble yourself. You really have to humble yourself and you have to learn. You got to take hits. You got to make mistakes. And uh, it's, it's not easy. It was a lot of grinding. And thank goodness that I was blessed with being able to grind and being able to put in that time because I came in prepared. Um, but to answer your question, I should just taking that first step. And you don't have to be wealthy. Uh, you don't have to be successful. You just have to have the passion. And what I tell everyone is you have to have, you have to be in it for the love of the game. Because this is truly a driven by the love of the game. Uh, you're not going to get wealthy very quickly. Uh, it's not that type of a business. It's a business of passion. And uh, it has great rewards with it that surpass money in my uh, experience, but uh, I would say you just got to take the first steps, you know, start a little crew with your friends, start recruiting. I got to step up my mind a little bit. I got to throw tournaments, see talent out there, get to know talent, talk to people, do a lot of research. I like to wake up typically 5 a.m. still to this day, do research. Um, because of my business, you know, we know how to reverse engineer um, companies, businesses, organizations, uh, and I have an army out there. So we're able to see stats, put them, count them, put them together, and, and it's really all math at the end of the day, and, and you just start to find out who you want to sign, who you want to bring onto the team, what you want to be. And uh, I knew from day one coming into eSports, I see a lot of people, lifestyle brands and all this, I want to be uniquely myself. And the only thing that I could relate to esports was B4K. I had to go and I had to be great at a game. I felt like if I'm going to build a real audience and I'm going to build a real sports team, esports team, and we're going to have to be good at a game. And I got to pick that game and I got to stick to that game and I got to be a laser beam. Well, everyone's trying to come in and sprinkler system and try their hand in every game. I'm like, no, nope, Fortnite. Uh, reason, it's blown my mind as a gamer, just seeing what it's done. Like you, you just said, I mean, you have Drake playing and make, causing like kids to all of a sudden be making $400,000 a month on Ellen DeGeneres. You got a kid 15 winning $3 million in a World Cup. You got the, the greatest concerts ever held online. No one knows this. Or they do know this or maybe they don't appreciate it. But Travis Scott, I mean, that was one heck of a concert. You got Marshmallow. You've got... Uh, Star Wars, like they're, they're, they're literally breaking everything you've ever thought about gaming. And they're the true uh, sign of the evolution of gaming and what's to come. And so, so uh, to me, it was worth rolling up my sleeves and, and taking those first steps. And I think Fortnite especially is <clears throat> a cultural phenomenon, right? Like it was one of the first free-to-play free games that you could pretty much just get anywhere and anybody could play it. And made On so any easy. platform. Yep, for, it, they, and they had the cross. They had the cross platform, which then you know that came after a little while, which made it very cool. But I think, and again, just kind of coming from the outsider's perspective, I remember being like, "Wait, so it's just a free game, and anyone can play it?" And okay, that's kind of cool. And then I saw all my friends playing it constantly, right? And it was really interesting. Again, I'm terrible at shooters, so unfortunately, I really never got into it. 
but it's it's just one of those things where you see all of these things start to align and as you said right thanos was in it and now we have all every star wars character and i think there's more star wars characters that are going to be in it now with obi-wan that's out and like it's any anything that culturally can happen is going to essentially be connected to fortnite in some way shape or form any of the biggest absolute biggest opportunities and culture is being connected there and i remember the marshmallow concert and being like that's pretty cool like all right that's pretty interesting and like now as you said like being able to start to bring in you know music now you have you know movies and tv shows and like anything like that if that can flow through a game and get in front of that audience and that audience can get in for free i mean just the 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 barriers that can be broken down are just astronomical and then as you said like the prize money right we're not messing around with three million dollars if someone can win that that is absolutely incredible and i don't want to don't want to make sure i have it you guys have four total fncs championships you have two in the same season for north and south america am i correct there so like clearly you were then were able to recruit and you were able to find these you know talented um video game players athletes whatever you guys want to call them i apologize i don't know all the correct terminology but <laughs> like as you said like you've been looking at it you've been beating people with math you've been going the extra mile you've been doing literally everything that you need to do to get there and you're still not there but like it's got to be pretty sweet to as far as you can right uh, it's, it's, say that again, sorry, my apologies. It's, it's pretty sweet to see how far you've gotten. It's, it's like, honestly, I've, I've, I've had great victories in my life. Like, I really have had phenomenal victories that I'm extremely grateful for. And I still can't believe that something as small as winning a game, for like our team winning a game, seeing our players and, and their stories evolving, I like it like my like I was ta- I was talking to my wife about it like shaking like having anxiety about something so simple you know and uh it, it like it's just it's just it's just beautiful um to see that and and it's I'm as nerdy as it comes so uh, that stuff's exciting That's awesome man. I love it. I think it's absolutely incredible. I think uh, it's well deserved and it's it's pretty impressive. And it's a one thing I always like to do whenever I have people on from the the gaming and the esports space. So there's, especially you as the CEO, I'm really interested in this, right? Because there's, you know, everyone who knows Face Clan, right? I feel like Face Clan is kind of just one of those, like, again, if you don't know anything about esports or gaming, someone said Face Clan, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Because Ben Simmons is in Face Clan, right? And, like, you know, have all these athletes and superstars outside of just the actual content creators and the, the, the athletes themselves. As the CEO, how do you, what is that balancing act like where obviously you have to pay attention to the, the actual, the esports team, right? Because you guys are winning championships, you're kicking ass, you're doing everything you need to do there. You guys are, are, as you said, working with incredible celebrities. Ty Dolla Sign, as you said before, also, like, I don't know exactly what the relationship is there, but there's some sort of relationship there that you have to pay attention to. And then there's the content creation aspect where these, you know, the, they might not be the absolute, absolute, absolute highest, but they're incredible on camera and people want to watch them and they're streaming on Twitch constantly. Like, where and how do you kind of balance the three of those as the CEO of this this esports team? Because I think that's very important and very necessary to the success of the business. You know, I'm I, I, I'm glad you asked that because that was actually a challenge that was one of my biggest challenges. I didn't understand the dynamics because, as you said, you're right. There's two. To that really what really the core of a good esports team is you've got two levels. You've got professional comp players. Those were the ones that are winning you your tournaments, your championships. Then you've got your other side um, that is a massive. They're getting your name out there. They're becoming a part of your culture. They're, they're your voice box, so to speak. They're the respected people out there. They're the ones with an audience that trusts them, that's been with them, that believes in them, that follows them. 
And so, so the, the element that, that, that is critical, I feel, in a great esports team is that competitive side where you've got your team out there keeping the championships running and keeping those things going. That's super important. But just as important, when you start getting those championships and you start doing well as an esports team, you also uh, want the other side of, of the table, which is... Uh, getting your name out there, but correctly and organically, where where you know that's when a content creator comes in, not someone like a ninja or or a tifu or some G, someone online soda popping, where they they've got their following, and if their following sees that they're into your organization or or they believe in your organization or they join your organization, that's massive because now that's like having you know a really big voice to let the world know about your team, about your team's name, about who you who you guys are, what you're representing. Uh, they're to cheer you on uh, with each championship, with each, uh, you know, honestly, an esports team uh, is non-existent in a sense, especially in this day and age, if you don't have the audience. And the audience comes from these content creators who are true, true lovers of the game. I mean, if you want to talk about um, you know, me being in this for the love of the game, you know, you and you look at you yourself. Streamers are just incredible people. Those are, you know, and so are YouTubers, but like streamers, I just have so much respect for because they're blocking out every time, uh, time in their day, every day for a consistency to share their love for gaming, to build their audience, um, to reward their audience, to come up with things. And uh, it's just it's just absolutely beautiful uh, seeing that evolution in esports. So to answer your question, there's two I feel, and obviously there's your staff, there's your core people to make sure the team's okay. That's a given. But the core pillars of a great esports team is your your professional players that are getting those championships, and then those great content creators that are representing you out there properly, getting the word out, especially when you get wins, especially when exciting things happen, announcements. You want that voice box and that organic voice box not a you know uh, a, a fabricated you could go and pay to get this out and no like a genuine organic voice i think one thing about the the, the esports fan and the content creator fan right is the, the authenticity comes it's it's at the absolute highest you were saying something before and i was going to bring that up but we, we kind of lost track of it but the the authenticity that comes with this space it, I feel like it is like an absolute all-time high. You're not going to get that essentially anywhere else. And I don't know what it is, but it's absolutely incredible that that comes through. And people can smell that from a mile away. If you're, you're you know, you, you have a shitty sponsor and everyone's like, I don't care about this. Why are you doing this? If you have just, you know, as you said, if you're not having that authentic voice box, it's going to come back and hit you. And I think it's just such an interesting aspect of this. And in your life, right, as that CEO, is there's two... Not, maybe not completely different, but two very different sides of the business, and you kind of need them to grow up at the same time almost. Because if one gets too big, well, that's cool because nobody really knows that you guys are winning all these championships. Who the hell cares? Or the other side is, well, that's cool, but you guys aren't really doing anything on the professional side. You guys just create content. That's nice, but you know, there's there's other side to it too. So having to that balancing act of making sure that they're kind of growing up at the same time seems like it's very difficult, but it seems like you're doing a hell of a job at getting it done. Yeah, and I, I, I got to tell you, you know, I ever since I was young, I like to study the greats. Like, I really do. Like, I, I, I always humble myself. Uh, I even I study my competition. If there's someone better than me, I humble myself. I see what they're doing that I'm doing wrong, uh, that they're doing right, and I learn. And truly coming into gaming, why it took me so long 
is they wanted to, to look and see what makes an organization great. For me, it's winning championships, but for today's day and age, you also have to respect that other place, and that's the, those gamers that are streaming constantly. Maybe they're not the greatest at the game, but they're entertaining and they are absolutely genuinely love gaming. And so to be able to bring those two together, that I believe is the future of any strong esports organization. And you see that with FaZe Clan. FaZe Clan, I believe, is the first one that really broke through that. You were talking about that earlier with Celebrity. They broke through that. But what a lot of people don't um, take into account uh, and, and as they just see FaZe where they are today, and it's well-deserved. FaZe is an incredible brand, an incredible organization. I couldn't, can, could not take my hat off to them more. Um, but uh, what they did is they were, they were great at games first. If you saw them and knew them, they were great at games. I mean, these guys are like 34-plus championships now under their belt. Um, and once they did that, once kids started to see, wow, these guys are really good at games, then they're like, wow, we're really good at games. We've got to take it to the next level, and we got to let the world know we're good at games, and we got to do this. And, and, and they did it, and they did it right, and they showed the world what a real esports organization is. 4K showed what it's like to be a great competitive organization, but 4K, where are they today? <laughs> you look at FaZe. They took the 4K element, but then they went. And guys, in this day and age, you got to have the social aspect. So uh, I believe FaZe is changing the way that uh, esports organizations are approaching uh, the industry. Uh, and I believe we're going to see a heck of a lot more of these pillars holding up a, an esports organization. And, and I hope to be a guiding light in the Fortnite scene uh, for that structure. I think uh, you guys are well on your way. And one other thing that I always like to, to, to think about when it comes to kind of that stuff is, right, like it is, it is so difficult. It's so easy to look at FaZe now, right? It's very easy to look at Team 33 now and be like, oh, that's, look at you guys. Like you did it. It's like obviously no, we're very, very, everyone still has many goals, right? You still have many, many goals you're trying to accomplish. And also everyone kind of thinks it was super easy, right? Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you guys did it. Like, oh, that couldn't have been that hard. You signed a couple people. You guys want to look. But, like, the work and the effort and the energy, as you said, that it took. You're waking up at 5 every single day still. You still are running another business. Like, this is not, like, this is not easy. It's just you do it because you love it. And it's coming from a place of passion. And you're putting in that effort and that extra energy and that time because of that. And I think that's always something I just want people to realize, like, Tyler, you didn't, you didn't like just start this a couple weeks ago and just popped off, right? Like this has been a couple years in the making. You're coming up on two years in November, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so hopefully November 5th, that's my birthday, by the way. But it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things, like I think it's taken 18 months, let's call it, to this point, and there's still so much further to go. And if someone just came in at this and they're like, oh, that was easy, like, right. Yeah, Facecan signed a bunch of, you know, NBA stars, and that's why they got big. But no, clearly – they were incredible at what they did, and then they were able to take advantage of that. And I always, I always want to make sure people realize, like, it's, it's never an overnight success. That takes, like, 10 to 15 years. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, and if I may, this is going to give everyone such a respect, hopefully, uh, and, and, and appreciation for esports teams. The best way that I can say it, and it's so relevant with the metaverse and that whole world unraveling, they say that in the metaverse, 30 minutes is one day in the real world. So 30 minutes in the metaverse, one day in the real world. Those are the equivalents, right? What do, what do you mean, though? Like so if, if you're 30 minutes in the metaverse, right, that's equivalent to a day in the real world. So a half hour is one day in the real world. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so I spend 30 minutes, a day's already gone by here in the real world. 
is what the what what the what the analogy is. Does that make sense? So yes. if I'm spending, I'm in the metaverse 30 minutes. That in that world in the metaverse, a day has gone by, mm-hmm. right? A day has not gone by in the real world. Uh, I, I articulated it wrong. I, I, 30 minutes has gone by in the real world, but a day has gone by in the metaverse. Yes. There we go. Right. So, so one hour in the metaverse is is or in the real world in the metaverse is two days. Make that make sense? Yes, I think we have okay. the math down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. So now take that into account. Of I take Phase Clan ten years plus in in the esports world. That's 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 a lot of days. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's like, do do the math. I haven't even done the math. I, I admitted to you my high school dropout, so I'm probably not good at it. But if if uh, 30 minutes equals a day, think about that, right? So uh, these these esports organizations that have been around 10 years, even five years, even three years, because in in the esports world, you're not getting immediate financial assistance. You're not getting immediate financial results. It's it's a real marathon. So um, you, you gotta you gotta understand. Like it may seem like to us two years. Right, but in the gaming world, that moves so quickly and so fast. That's a long time. Yeah, I did the math. So we went with so there's 24 hours of the day. So that means there's 48 half-hour chunks in a day times 365. Then we times that by 10, uh, which is 175,000 days. We divided that by 365 to see how many uh, years that would be. About 480 years in a there you go. span. That crazy? That's something. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is. It's definitely something, though. But Tyler, this <laughs> That's is- an analogy is what yes. that is. No, exactly. Yes, it's a good analogy, too, to get perspective. But, Tyler, this has been awesome, man. Uh, sincerely appreciate your time. Sincerely appreciate you coming on, explaining a little bit about what you've done, what you're doing. I guess what last question for me, man, like what's what's next for Team 33? Like what are you guys working on? What are some of the things you're excited about for the future? Yeah, absolutely. So we're actually right now um, to the big. Uh, there's a big event going on in Sweden. It's DreamHack. It's a two hundred thousand uh, dollar tournament, uh, and of course, thirty three is going there to represent. We've got our our East Coast. We got our West Coast. We got South America. Uh, so all of uh, a lot of players are on planes and staffs on planes going to uh, DreamHack. But what's in the future is is to continue to grow. To take what what's going on right now and to go and and continue with that momentum. Um, yes, I'm in a marathon, but there's times in a marathon where you sprint because you see that you're you're ahead, and and this is a moment right now where we're sprinting and we're taking advantage of of being you know coming out on the 29th of of May. We're coming out of two FNCS wins that has never happened. We actually made Fortnite history, where same season we we won we won North America West and we won South America. Uh, which was huge. So we're we're sprinting right now. We'll be back to jogging, but uh, the future for us is to continue to grow. Uh, and I really want to stick to, like I said, my laser beam philosophy. Uh, we'll absolutely be looking at uh, you know where we branch out from here. But right now, super heavy, strong focus with Fortnite, uh, especially since land tournaments are coming back. Uh, we're very excited about that. Kudos and congratulations, man. There's a lot more. If there's anything I can do to help, maybe just have you on the show again after you guys crush it in Sweden. Hey, man, you're more than welcome to come back. We can chat some more. I'm sure I could I'm sure I could have another 45-minute conversation. Now, that's easy for me, man. That's easy. I hope you had a lot of fun too, though. But sincerely, uh, where, where can we uh, find socials? Where can we find Twitch? Yeah. Give, me, give me everything. Should the voice of Team 33, just like all esports organizations, is Twitter. So it's at official Team 33. 
uh, tons of stuff there. You'll be able to see all our socials, our YouTube channel, uh, all our players, uh, all that good stuff. So definitely one simple place. Go to our Twitter at Official Team 33. Love it. I'll make sure that is in the show notes for everyone listening on the podcast and everyone watching on YouTube. You can check it there. But Tyler, this has been incredible. One more time, Tyler Gallagher, CEO of Team 33. I appreciate you for your time. I appreciate everyone listening for their time. Time's the only thing we don't get more of. So thank you very much for giving me some of yours. But I hope everyone had a great time. I appreciate you, man. And that's about it. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Appreciate you. Thank you.